You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. JC has closed its doors for another day, so it's time for the five o'clock shadow. And as always on Wednesday, I speak to Skulk Lowe, who's a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth Old Oak Division in Cape Town. Okay, do we start with the good or the bad, Skulk? Give me one of those two, good or bad. You know, the only good is the gold shares. Spend at least 45 minutes on the good. So let's start on the bad. Just get it out. All right, you want the bad? What on earth has happened? What has happened? I mean, first of all, it was SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, then a couple of other smaller banks. And then suddenly you thought, oh, well, that's all over. Everyone's managed it because they've guaranteed the deposits of the depositors. And then suddenly something slightly bigger, Credit Suisse, goes to the wall nearly, like 20, 25% down. This is extraordinary, Skulk. Yeah. No, no, this is – okay, so it's a, to Credit Suisse – as I, you know, had a build-up. This is not this is not something that happened today. No. You know, after Silicon Bank and, and because of Silicon Bank, because this Swiss bank has been 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 in in the news for for not the best of reasons. You know, for the past two years or three years. People selling their shares. Big shareholders slowly easing yep. their holdings out into the market. And I read these articles on numerous occasions, so you knew that there was something wrong. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's what's been happening. Mm. Correct. Correct. That that is, that is exactly what's happening. Um, you're asking what's going on. I mean, Lindsay, let's 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 be honest. I mean, I, I remember, and I'm going to tell you a sh- short story. Hopefully, not too long. Um, Please my, do. My, my mom, I think, about five, six, seven years ago. Yeah, about seven years ago, she started having this little, you know, little shuffle. You know, as you walk, she shuffles, and she, she always struggles when she want to get out of a couch and. She eventually went off to the doc, and the, and the doc said, "Ooh, these hips of yours—they—they they don't look too healthy. I think we need to—we need to, you know, you know, cap them." And she said, what, "What? What do you mean, cap them? No, no, no. All we do is we open up and put a cap on 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 the on the bone itself, put it back, and you know, you're fine to go. You know, you'll be fine for the next 25, 30 years again." And she went like, "Oh, that sounds painful. Yeah, it's a bit uncomfortable." And she just went like, "No, no, no." Started drinking, you know, pain pills and, and more pain pills and, and more pain pills, and, and eventually she got to a point where she said, "Well, now no, I can't handle that. Now, now that's a that's a that's a period of three, four years. It doesn't matter what the time is." But she when she went back to the doc and doc again, you know, did some X-rays and came back and says, "I've got some bad news now. Now everything is crumbled. It's finished. Oh it's finished. Yeah." We need to sort of do an amputation on, on that, that sort of head of or head of the bone and do a um, uh, what do you call these uh, 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 prosthesis? Where they put a prosthesis on? It's just it's not a, not a you know, full amputation, just at the top of the bone. So full sick, um, in other words. That's it. And and now it was a massive operation, a rehabilitation, months, and it was. And, and I remember Kukula came back, coming back to me, and she, after she you know, recovered and, and now back to her old self, yes. you know, dancing. And she told me, you know, sometimes you, know, you need to do the right thing. And just sometimes things need, has run its course, and you just need to, you know, sometimes pain pills won't do it. You need to do the right thing. And I thought about this when I, when I looked at um, the whole, whole, what's happening here today. And, and you know, I look at this. The, what we see today, I think, to a, to a certain extent, is very similar to what we've seen 
12, 13 years ago. It's called deja vu, and this is what I've been talking about. We've seen this before, but in a different format. We had silly little dot-com companies doing stupidly well uh, because people lent them money. And now we've had uh, banks, because of irrationally low interest rates, uh, lending money to people. Maybe they've got good companies, maybe they haven't. But if you have an interest rate that's, you know, it's round off numbers here, 1% or half a percent, going up to 4 to 4.5%, four what do you think's going to happen? Suddenly the price sure. of your money has risen by 400 to 450%. Of course there's going to be consequences. I mean, you're not stupid. I am a little bit, mm. but why did we not know this? No, no, we, we, we always knew this. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, when we, when we talk about things like... If you look, just look at the Fed's balance sheet, and we've often had this discussion, you know, mm. it was it remained well, well, well under one trillion dollars in it prior to the the financial crisis, and then they said, well, we're going to fix this, we're going to fix this, we're going to take these assets, these bad assets, we're going to take it on 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 the chin, we're going to take it on the on the Fed's balance sheet, and it, it suddenly kicked up to over two trillion dollars. Yes, and I can still record 2011. Ben Bernanke went like, ah, oh, things like it seems like things are under control now. Um, this has got, gotten way out of hand. I mean, we sh- should never be at a two, two odd trillion dollar balance sheet. We now need to start reducing this balance sheet, aka, you know, uh, quantitative tightening. Um, and uh, you know, then then we've seen the the world recession, and uh, you know, we, we've seen you know that escalating. And then suddenly, you know, 2018, they were trading, you know, they set up with a balance sheet that's over four, you know, $4.5 you know, trillion. And we remember how they also, again, tried to do the tightening again. And shortly after they started to do the tightening, all hell broke loose again. And, and they said, oh, wait a minute, this is, this, is, this is crazy. Just similar to 2012, we now need to, 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 to do some easing again, which they've done. And then... COVID broke out and they just had a blank checkbook. You know, the whole world just suddenly had a blank checkbook. And before we knew it, that balance sheet is over $9 trillion. Now, I still firmly believe, firmly, firmly believe that you're not going to pump $9 trillion into a financial system and not create inflation. Quite right. I mean, that's... So so, so they're trying to sort of limp things and try to fix things, which which... Should have, like my like my mom said, should have just run its course. It should have just been fixed the right way. But now, unfortunately, I, I'm looking at this and say, well, this could very much turn out to be a full amputation. And and maybe it won't be good. I mean, it won't be good and won't be easy. But maybe this is the right thing. Maybe a few banks should go under. Maybe there should be a spotlight. Maybe, right. maybe like, like Ray Dalio said, you know, a changing world order. Maybe we should see a changing world order. Maybe it is time for change in reserve and currency. I've said um, this on a number of occasions. I just want to briefly um, contextualize what you're saying. Is When I used to have the occasional sports bet when I first arrived in South Africa, uh, because credit was quite easy in South Africa, you'd phone up your bookie and um, say, can I have a bet? And he didn't know who you were. And I would have a bet on a football match or a cricket match or something like that. And then I would lose invariably, as you always do. And uh, at the end of the week, he would say, uh, Lindsay, you owe me, um, you know, 2,700 Rand, which in those days was a lot of money. And I would say, can I pay you next week? Is that okay? And he just said to me the following phrase, 
pay and the pain goes away. So just get rid of it like your mother. Like your mother did. <laughs> yes. Just get rid of it and it's out of your life. And okay, it's a little bit painful in the short term, but in the long term, it's the best for you. And I think that's the sort of story that you're trying to convey here. Correct, correct, correct. Every single time they try to fix this problem, which is actually to, 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 to make sure that they bring these debt levels down. They make sure that they... They, they they run into trouble and then they create some more liquidity. Now, that's that's the that's the other word, you know, liquidity. Yeah. Every time the liquidity dry, dries up, something you know breaks. And and and, and that's the, the harsh the, the harsh reality is now the US I don't believe have the tools anymore to to, to create this liquidity, to fix this problem, you know, by printing money. It's also another thing, I mean Lindsay when, 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 when interest rates are trading very similar at the, at the time of, of COVID, when the interest rates were trading at more or less zero, I mean, we know the, the Fed was at, at a quarter of a percentage and some you know, first world countries were trading at, at um, you know, a minus level or negative um, interest rates. That, that is easy to then create some, some uh, stimulus there because it basically costs you nothing. It's just you, you start up the money printing machines, you print some money and boom, you solve the problem. Well, Unfortunately, that I see as a panada. You're creating the problem. That's the point. That's it. That's it. We've created this problem. We've created this inflation problem that we're currently sitting in. Now, now the, 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 the solution is unfortunately the problem. <laughs> the solution to fixing the problem they originally created, which was inflation, um, they need to increase interest rates, but, but now, now they, 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 they're starting to kill banks. This is a third, well, fourth bank. That's, that's currently running into trouble. Okay, let, let, and, let's, and this... let's get to the big picture here. Okay, we can pontificate as much as we like. Hmm. But what I'm seeing since Friday, Thursday, Friday, with this uh, bank that no one's ever heard of, unless you live in San Francisco, you've never heard of SVB. I hadn't anyway, maybe you have. But uh, suddenly, then it becomes Credit Suisse because the Saudi backers of Credit Suisse suddenly said, well, wait a second, there's something going on here. And maybe they know more than we do. And so they get out and they say, no, we're not going to back you because you're a bank. We don't like banks. Mm -hmm. And even though you're a Swiss bank, we don't like banks of any sort, whether in Switzerland or in Silicon Valley. Do you not think there's something bigger going on here? Because I've, I've been looking at my graphs and talking to people, the technical analysts, and talking to people that are not investing in the market at the moment, having been investing for years, they just said, no, I'm not doing anything right now because I don't know what's going to go on. Do you think there's something bigger going on, Skulk? I think that's where the grey hair sort of help. Because it, we, 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 we've heard this. I mean, this, you just mentioned the word, the phrase deja vu. Mm. I mean, we've had deja vu in 2008, where the, the one bank suddenly run into trouble, and we had a Lehman's and, and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, and, and, and then suddenly we started hearing, well, wait, wait a minute, but, but these bigger banks were exposed, and, and, and then all banks were in trouble. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about all, all banks across the globe were, were in trouble. Well, they're linked, um, of course. They're linked. They lend, they borrow exactly. and lend to each other, whether it's a small bank exactly. or a large bank. So it's a great big sort of washing machine of money lending and money borrowing, I think. I would say so. No, you you know sure. better than me. For sure, for sure, and, and they they totally, totally interlink. It's it's like it's like insurance. I mean, you sometimes think, well, I'm 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 not going to use the name now. I'm I'm insured by company X Y Z. Oh yeah. Yes, you are insured with company X Y Z, but but company X Y Z, you know, uh, they actually reassure that 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 insurance. They don't have to take it all on their balance sheet. They will they will 
you can do reinsurance. They will to uh, approach company ABC, which might sit in Switzerland or Switzerland somewhere else, and 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 they will take on some of that. Let's call it that risk um, on their balance sheet. Now, this is exactly the same in the banking system. So, as so a banking system, you you you'll borrow and lend from from from, from different you know, consumers and banks. And yeah, this is now regional banks that started, but now we're moving beyond the regional banks. Um, you know the, the 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 silicon banks. Now we're starting to hear big names, and mm. and unfortunately, when you look at the movers today and the shakers, and you know, a J P Morgan massive drop, Wells Fargo massive drop, Citigroup massive massive drop, you know, and and about ninety percent of the S and P five hundred currently finding themselves in, in in red position. Yeah, I, I, I'm not feeling comfortable. Um, not feeling 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 easy. Um, but I mean, I do sort of feel. They should not go through. I mean, I, I, I feel for the ECB tomorrow <laughs> because yeah, they, what are they, gonna they, do? they sort of sit. They need well, to raise yeah, rates, but they can't raise rates now. Otherwise, oh, it will cause chaos. Yeah, exactly. They we can't raise are, rates. We're going to. No, no. We, we're going to raise half a percent. That's it. Well, we, we can't. Uh, you can't raise the way. Remember, if you look at the, the Eurozone's um, uh, inflation figures that came out last week, they, they again, had shocking results in terms of inflation. They, they're totally surprised on the upside. So, so we all knew back then, well, there, there's no, no option. I mean, they need to um, you know, hike rates with half a percent. Well, they, I, I want to see how they do that tomorrow. I want to see how they do that while a bank like you know Credit Suisse is is you know within their borders is saying, well, that's it. I'm I'm struggling. I, I don't do think it. I'm going to make this. They can't do it. Well, they can do it, but um, it would be injudicious, I think, to do so. Tell me this thing now. I've asked this of another commentator as well. You're a very responsible investor, and you've done well for your clients at PSG Wealth over the years. Otherwise, you wouldn't be talking to me now. But how does a financial services system in South Africa justify the fact that a former darling of the JSC Securities Exchange, i.e. transaction capital, falls 60% in two days? Nobody knows anything about it. Suddenly it gets destroyed. And suddenly, and it's a part of retail clients, investment portfolios. Okay, it's not a huge company, but it's also part of the bigger asset management industry. How do you justify the fact that on one day it's this price and two days later, it's sixty percent lower. This puzzles me, Skulk. Please tell me. Yeah, it, it, it puzzles. I, I read somewhere the, the, the CEO as well. He, you know, basically got rid of forty percent of his shares. I don't know where I read it. Forty percent of his shares in, in December as well. So there's there's definitely some 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 major question marks around transaction yes. capital. But but to your question, to your question, I mean that is that is. Uh, that is that is that is really. I mean, that's a massive move. I mean, you. Last time we've seen th those type of you know drops in the market. You know, I, I recall you know shares like like um, uh, Steinoff and those kind of kind of mm. share movers. I can't remember when last I saw co companies literally. I mean, no. and it's it's as you mentioned, it's not the biggest of company, but it's well known and and, and actually found quite a you know few big. Um, equity funds within South Africa, I mean, to drop 60%. I know. Wow. Wow. That's wow. really, really bad. But just, and it's destroying before, wealth as well, before, which is the sad thing. And also, I mean, talking about that, I mean, look at this. Do you know how, what the market cap of Credit Suisse was before this started? 530 billion Swiss francs. I mean, we're talking about a South African company, a tiny company mm. in comparison to that, falling that amount. And suddenly I think to myself, 
you know, the people in the financial services industry, and I don't include you in this, although you are a member of the financial services industry, I just say, how can this be? How can you sell off a company 25% one day when it was worth 25% more the previous day? I wonder about it. It disturbs me. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it goes far beyond just companies. I mean, uh, w w where I want to get to, I mean, you yeah. remember exactly a week ago, and I think, um, you know, to listeners out there, I'm not going to repeat myself again, what we said, uh, we can explanation, but we discussed the, 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 Fed, the Fed fund futures, yes. um, which would strike very similar to other futures. I mentioned how exactly a month ago they forecasted that we should pick around about, let's call it uh, your, your five and a, and a, and a quarter um, and and that that would have happened around about let's call it let's call it Septemberish, uh, and then and then we will we will stay at that peak and then start reducing right. towards the latter part of a lot of the so that's where we were at you know, a month ago and then last week I said oh man now suddenly you know, people saying well with with this this uh, you know uh, unemployment figures that came out they're not cooling down the the inflation quick enough so now suddenly those same investors. You know that that had that view a month ago. Said, well, we actually now see inflation going higher, five and a half percent, five and a half percent on the Fed rate, stay there for longer, and then when it starts de declining, go you know, Feb 2025, only come down to your let's call it four and a quarter level. Well, this it is a week later, Lindsay. This is the same investors, same. Uh, economist, same you know, uh, analyst, you know, same people. Uh, a week ago, you said we, we're going to go higher, stay higher, and and you know, end up higher. Now, hear this: Fed fund futures, as we currently stand here, they see well. Okay, we still see a quarter of a percent, as as expected. But now starts they see the first decline in the Fed rate already in July. <laughs> That's three that? months away, and for goodness sake. That is three April, months away. May, they, June. they start seeing oh, three and a half months away. They start away. seeing yeah. the first decline in the Fed right then, and no. by March 2020, by March, hear this, by March 2025, they see a decline again to your your 275, 280 levels, 2.8 levels, um, or, or 2.75 levels. Now, now this is this is in a week. That this shows you, you know, the the market mentality currently. You, you mm. go from zero to zero in literally 24 hours. We've seen it in transaction capital local. We've seen it in 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 the uh, interest rate market. This is worrying. I mean, and. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think we should. Uh, what did my friend always say? I mean, buddy, you need to strap on. We're going to be rushing now. You know, when I got into his car. I mean, I think, I think uh, I'm, I'm hearing him telling me, buddy, you need to strap on because we're going to be rushing now. Just tell me quickly yeah. about gold shares because I'm going to get to the markets in a second. And I was talking about all the bad things and we said we're going to get that out of the way. But both of us were just rambling on mm. about the bad things because bad news travels fast. But the great news is for you, because you're a gold bull, as I am, you've done well mm. over the last week. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, been, I've, been, I've been having a good year thus far. Very um, good. But I mean, because gold is doing well. And, and, and remember why, why I said we're going to we, we, we be buying this gold. It's very much, I, I don't foresee this, this you know, things, you know, banks fall, falling over, but, but I, I always said you're not going to create you're not going to print that amount of money 
you know, and, and then just get away with it. You're going to create inflation, and one of the best inflation hedge or safety nets is, is you know, still remain gold. Now, we know last year we've seen the crash in the market, and what did people do? Well, they, they, they sold all their bonds. They sold all their equities. They sold pretty much everything except dollar. They went into the U.S. dollar, and I went, why the hell would you be doing this? Just look at the health of their balance sheet. Would you be – and boy, oh, boy, the people that bought – the dollar index at 115 or 116 are crying all the way to the bank. I mean, pun intended. Um, <laughs> now, now I, I think, you know, at the current levels, I still think that the dollar um, could, could come under further, further pressure. Why would you go in and invest? Why would you find the dollar as a safety net now when you start seeing U.S. regional banks starting to fall over? When you start seeing these type of nervousness, um, uh, you, you've seen it in, in the, the 10-year yield. I mean, a, you know, massive drop on that side. I still believe that the dollar, the, the, the dollar will be under pressure. I think that the U.S. has yes. now reached its final chapter. They now need to fix this or there will be, there will be consequences. And, and therefore, I still believe that some gold in your portfolio is totally justified because that is – in my view, your best, best edge. I think again. the whole concept of diversification has been well put by you. A little bit of gold, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Because, mm. I mean, imagine if you'd have said, well, I really like transaction capital and you know, I've got 20% yeah. of my portfolio in that company because I really like the company. I like, really like the, the management <laughs> and I really like the business model. Suddenly, 60% later, yeah, there goes your holiday Ouch. home. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's have a look now at some of the uh, the movers on the JSC. I know. Let, let me go to the um, the markets first of all. Before that, yeah, the rand under pressure. One point seven percent gain for the US dollar against the rand. Eighteen forty four British pound against the rand. Twenty two twenty point seven percent higher for the pound against the rand. Euro rand is 1941, which is actually a euro that's fallen about a third of a percent against the local currency. Euro dollar, 105.25. Look at that. The euro has fallen 2% against the greenback. And the British pound, 120.35. Okay, let's go to commodities now. Your favorite subject, 1926. Fantastic. Up over a percent, the gold price, $20. Um, platinum is down 17 though to 971. Palladium, obviously an industrial metal. Palladium, the same status. Platinum, uh, palladium rather, 1439, down 4.6%. And if we look at this uh, energy complex, oh, this is huge. I mean, this is really huge. Mm. Brent crude uh, oil down 5%, $73.60. West Texas crude. 67.59 down five and a quarter percent. This is massive. Natural gas down five and two thirds percent. Gasoline down four and a quarter percent. Copper down three and a half percent. I don't know. Coal down one and a quarter. Steel down 1.9. I don't know where to go from there. There's a massive sell-off because people think there's going to be a recession. And also these are dollar prices and the dollar has, um, has strengthened. It's a really, really big thing. Okay, the capital markets now. 
US 10-year bond yield is 3.43%. And you think that's nothing, that's uh, 20 basis points, but it's 5.5% in one of the biggest markets in the world. So the downside Mm. for the yield and to the upside for the bonds themselves. The South African 10-year, luckily it's closed, uh, but it's closed at 10.03%, which is actually, in yield terms, up around about uh, two basis points. Um, S&P 500 futures, they were down nearly 2%. They're only down now 1.4% after a big move last night as well. And uh, Bitcoin has been all over the place. 24,578, which is down 5 and a bit percent after two really big days. Uh, when I look at my screen on what's gone on on the JSC today, and you're going to you know, come in with your own ones as well, I'm looking at the ones that have really moved today on the JSC skunk. I'm looking at um, Carew up 8%. Why? Uh, Harmony up 4.1%. Well done to you. Anglo Gold Ashanti, well done to you again. 3.5% better. DRD Gold uh, up 3.3%. And Goldfields uh, up 2 and a third percent And I can even, I, I, I can't see you, but I can see you smiling. Uh, transaction <laughs> Capital on the downside, not such a smiler down another 17.3%, 17.4%, having fallen 37% yesterday. This is extraordinary. I wouldn't be surprised if this company goes under. Anglo-American, uh, the big one, down 7.1%. Montauk down 67 Kumba Iron Ore, yeah, part of that stable. Are these ex-dividends, you'll tell me in a second, Six and two thirds percent weaker, and Nepi Rockcastle, the property company, down six point six percent. Anything else you want to say about those fallers and gainers? Okay, so so um, you know your your, your goldfields Anglo Gold that does not even include the dividends because they're trading exter. So three round twenty two, you need to still add to Anglo Gold. Uh, and and four and forty five to to goldfield. So I mean, then you'll you'll see what they you actually had. And uh, to your point, Nepi Rock Castle, that's an exdiff story. You know, yeah. a Kumba Iron or exdiff, uh, Anglo American exdiff. Yes. So there's some some and at Cop Ingram get a natural as well, uh, among a few others as well. Get a Willys, Liberty uh, Two Degrees, Truewoods. Uh, Transpaco, um, yeah, and Motors, but yeah, man, extraordinary what a, times a, okay. for you as a as an asset manager. Really, Crazy. I mean, you've got your work cut out. You're talking to people. You're telling them this, this, and this, and you're saying, "Listen to myself and Lindsay later on," and all that sort of thing. But it's very, very interesting, and hopefully, you're managing the situation well. Yeah, no, I th- think things. It's it's a it's a very difficult time, and 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 we're not making things for ourselves, you know, easy for ourselves here in South Africa, because Growth Point they they brought out interim results. I'm not going to go too deep because we've already consumed yes. so much of your time. So thanks for listening, if you're still <laughs> listening. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Growth Point, you know, down three percent for today, and um, I, I, I think the results didn't look too too bad. Can you look at? Um, you know, when, when you look at the, 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 the net asset value, that did decrease, you know, by 2.2%, but still trading at 21 rand 10. So, so when you look at look at the share price of today, 12 rand 62, that's that's a that's a serious discount. But I mean, I, and, and again, they've grown their interim dividend by 4.6 you know, percent. So that's also good. Um, but when I look through the prospects, and that's one thing I know you love doing, you love looking at your outlook, your prospects on, on any uh, results. Um, you know, when I look at the prospects, they 
keep you, you, this feels like a, a boxer that finds himself in, in, in the 10th round and he can't look through his eyes anymore. You can barely you know, breathe because his nose is broken in seven different places. <laughs> and they just said, well, they, 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 they're really you know, struggling with, with load shedding because they need – the waterfront is beautiful. It's stunning to, to go and visit. But, man, you know what it costs to keep that running if there's not enough electricity. And then they mention also mm. that as they, 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 they've got a lot of retail you know, uh, stores within their, their property, uh, they're now starting to feel the pinch. We've seen it in the, in the retail figures that came out today. I mean, very, very bad. Minus 0.8% yeah, for the year, which exactly. is not, not good. Exa- mm. No, not good. And, and, and the growth point mentioned it. They said, well, the high inflation and interest rates is now really getting into a very, very dire situation. Mm-hmm. We need to start now looking you know, ahead and, and start looking at, at you know, it's bringing some relief. So I think that's, that's the main reason why we've seen growth points, uh, you know, share price decline. I think at the 12 rand, 62 rand levels, I do think this is one that I will be monitoring as a sort of a, uh, I think the discount, the discount to its its actual nice net asset value is 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 attractive enough, and the moat there, uh, I think the margin of safety is is becoming quite attractive. So watch this one. I think this is one that's definitely, definitely on my radar as as one that I might might you know buy some more when uh, when the share price retraces even further. S and P futures down just over one and a half percent. Give us the closing JSE indices, please, Scott. JC closed at 72,896 points. That is just shy down 3%. Let's call it 2.82%. Resources, as you mentioned earlier, even with the, a little help, because remember, we don't have the amount of gold shares we had 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, resources down 4.1%, but Oof. you can subtract some. Yeah, but you can subtract some some of the some of the extra Dividends, stories yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So that that that'll make it look a little bit better. Industrials down two point four percent. Financials down two point eight percent. Even SA property with a little help in inverted commas from growth point one point five percent down. And the top forty closed today at sixty seven thousand three hundred and seven points. Also down three percent. What a value day. traded. Are we going to look at that? Yes, please. Are we going to look so, at the value Let me just guess because I don't matter. know. I don't know it. I don't mm, know what it is. It. On a day down like this, uh, 32.6 billion. 32. Well, you, you, you got close because we're very close to the 30 billion. 28 billion again today. So this Ooh, is now this is now the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean we, we, it is bad. Monday was 30, you know, 35 billion. Yesterday, 29 billion. Again, 28 billion. So when you see these type of declines, why Lindsay is saying if this is bad, you don't want to see volume go through, you know, with declines because that is usually not a good sign. Not a good sign at all. Okay. Um, right. Sobering end to the conversation, but brilliant as always. Skulk, thanks so much for your time. Skulk Lowe is a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth Old Oak Division in Cape Town, and that was the five o'clock shadow. Skulk will be with me same time next Wednesday. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them 
in perpetuity.